0: Part two of Timaeus. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anna Simon. Timaeus by Plato, translated by Benjamin Jowett. Part two. Timaeus. Let me tell you then why the Creator made this world of generation. He was good, and the good can never have any jealousy of anything, and being free from jealousy. He desired that all things should be as like himself as they could be. This is, in the truest sense, the origin of creation and of the world, as we shall do well in believing on the testimony of wise men. God desired that all things should be good and nothing bad, so far as this was attainable. Wherefore also, finding the whole visible sphere not at rest, but moving in an irregular and disorderly fashion, out of disorder he brought order, considering that this was in every way better than the other. Now the deeds of the best could never be, or have been, other than the fairest, and the Creator, reflecting on the things which are by nature visible, found that no unintelligent creature taken as a whole was fairer than the intelligent taken as a whole, and that intelligence could not be present in anything which was devoid of soul, for which reason When he was framing the universe, he put intelligence in soul, and soul in body, that he might be the creator of a work which was by nature fairest and best. Wherefore, using the language of probability, we may say that the world became a living creature truly endowed with soul and intelligence by the providence of God. This being supposed, let us proceed to the next stage. In the likeness of what animal did the creator make the world? it would be an unworthy thing to liken it to any nature which exists as a part only, for nothing can be beautiful which is like any imperfect thing. But let us suppose the world to be the very image of that whole of which all other animals, both individually and in their tribes, are portions. For the original of the universe contains in itself all intelligible beings, just as this world comprehends us and all other visible creatures." For the Deity, intending to make this world like the fairest and most perfect of intelligible beings, framed one visible animal comprehending within itself all other animals of a kindred nature. Are we right in saying that there is one world, or that they are many and infinite? There must be one only, if the created copy is to accord with the original. For that which includes all other intelligible creatures cannot have a second or companion. In that case there would be need of another living being which would include both, and of which they would be parts, and the likeness would be more truly said to resemble not them but that other which included them. In order, then, that the world might be solitary, like the perfect animal, the Creator made not two worlds or an infinite number of them, but there is and ever will be, one only, begotten and created heaven. Now that which is created is of necessity corporeal, and also visible and tangible, and nothing is visible where there is no fire, or tangible which has no solidity, and nothing is solid without earth. Wherefore also God in the beginning of creation made the body of the universe to consist of fire and earth. But two things cannot be rightly put together without a third, there must be some bond of union between them. And the fairest bond is that which makes the most complete fusion of itself and the things which it combines, and proportion is best adapted to effect such a union. For whenever in any three numbers, whether cube or square, there is a mean, which is to the last term what the first term is to it, and again when the mean is to the first term as the last term is to the mean, then the mean becoming first and last, and the first and last both becoming means they will all of them, of necessity, come to be the same, and having become the same with one another, will be all one. If the universal frame had been created a surface only, and having no depth, a single mean would have sufficed to bind together itself and the other terms, but now, as the world must be solid, and solid bodies are always compacted not by one mean, but by two, God placed water and air in the mean between fire and earth and made them to have the same proportion so far as was possible, as fire is to air, so is air to water, and as air is to water, so is water to earth. And thus he bound and put together a visible and tangible heaven. And for these reasons, and out of such elements which are in number four, the body of the world was created, and it was harmonized by proportion, and therefore has the spirit of friendship and having been reconciled to itself, it was indissoluble by the hand of any other than the framer. Now the creation took up the whole of each of the four elements, for the creator compounded the world out of all the fire, and all the water, and all the air, and all the earth, leaving no part of any of them, nor any power of them, outside. His intention was, in the first place, that the animal should be as far as possible a perfect whole, and of perfect parts secondly that it should be one leaving no remnants out of which another such world might be created and also that it should be free from old age and unaffected by disease considering that if heat and cold and other powerful forces which unite bodies surround and attack them from without when they are unprepared they decompose them and by bringing diseases and old age upon them make them waste away for this cause, and on these grounds, he made the world one whole, having every part entire, and being therefore perfect, and not liable to old age and disease, and he gave to the world the figure which was suitable, and also natural. Now to the animal which was to comprehend all animals, that figure was suitable, which comprehends within itself all other figures. Wherefore he made the world in the form of a globe, round as from a lath, having its extremes in every direction equidistant from the centre, the most perfect and the most like itself of all figures, for he considered that the like is infinitely fairer than the unlike. This he finished off, making the surface smooth all round for many reasons, in the first place, because the living being had no need of eyes when there was nothing remaining outside him to be seen, nor of ears when there was nothing to be heard, and there was no surrounding atmosphere to be breathed nor would there have been any use of organs by the help of which he might receive his food or get rid of what he had already digested since there was nothing which went from him or came into him for there was nothing beside him of design he was created thus his own waste providing his own food and all that he did or suffered taking place in and by himself for the creator conceived that a being which was self-sufficient would be far more excellent than one which lacked anything. And, as he had no need to take anything, or defend himself against anyone, the Creator did not think it necessary to bestow upon him hands, nor had he any need of feet, nor of the whole apparatus of walking, but the movement suited to his spherical form was assigned to him, being of all the seven that which is most appropriate to mind and intelligence, and he was made to move in the same manner and on the same spot within his own limits, revolving in a circle. All the other six motions were taken away from him, and he was made not to partake of their deviations. And as this circular movement required no feet, the universe was created without legs and without feet. Such was the whole plan of the eternal God about the God it was to be, to whom for this reason he gave a body, smooth and even, having a surface in every direction equidistant from the centre, a body entire and perfect, and formed out of perfect bodies, and in the centre he put the soul, which he diffused throughout the body, making it also to be the exterior environment of it, and he made the universe a circle moving in a circle, one and solitary, yet by reason of its excellence able to converse with itself, and needing no other friendship or acquaintance. Having these purposes in view, he created the world a blessed God." now god did not make the soul after the body although we are speaking of them in this order for having brought them together he would never have allowed that the elder should be ruled by the younger but this is a random manner of speaking which we have because somehow we ourselves too are very much under the dominion of chance whereas he made the soul in origin an excellence prior to and older than the body to be the ruler and mistress of whom the body was to be the subject And he made her out of the following elements, and on this wise out of the indivisible and unchangeable, and also out of that which is divisible and has to do with material bodies, he compounded a third and intermediate kind of essence, partaking of the nature of the same and of the other, and this compound he placed accordingly in a mean between the indivisible and the divisible and material. He took the three elements of the same, the other, and the essence, and mingled them into one form compressing by force the reluctant and unsociable nature of the other into the same. When he had mingled them with the essence, and out of three made one, he again divided this whole into as many portions as was fitting, each portion being a compound of the same, the other and the essence, and he proceeded to divide after this manner. First of all he took away one part of the whole, one, and then he separated a second part which was double the first, two, and then he took away a third part which was half as much again as the second, and three times as much as the first, three, and then he took a fourth part which was twice as much as the second, four, and a fifth part which was three times the third, nine, and a sixth part which was eight times the first, eight and a seventh part which was twenty-seven times the first, twenty-seven. After this he filled up the double intervals, that is, between one, two, four, and eight, and the triple, that is, between one, three, nine, twenty-seven, cutting off yet other portions from the mixture and placing them in the intervals, so that in each interval there were two kinds of means, the one exceeding and exceeded by equal parts of its extremes, as, for example, one, four-thirds, two, in which the mean four-thirds is one-third of one more than one, and one-third of two less than two, the other being that kind of mean which exceeds and is exceeded by an equal number. Where there were intervals of three-halves and of four-thirds and of nine-eighths, made by the connecting terms in the former intervals, he filled up all the intervals of four-thirds with the interval of nine-eighths, leaving a fraction over and the interval which this fraction expressed was in a ratio of 256 to 243 and thus the whole mixture out of which he cut these portions was all exhausted by him this entire compound he divided lengthways into two parts which he joined to one another at the centre like the letter x and bent them into a circular form connecting them with themselves and each other at the point opposite to their original meeting point and comprehending them in a uniform revolution upon the same axis he made the one the outer and the other the inner circle now the motion of the outer circle he called the motion of the same and the motion of the inner circle the motion of the other or diverse the motion of the same he carried round by the side that is of the rectangular figure supposed to be inscribed in the circle of the same to the right, and the motion of the diverse diagonally, that is, across the rectangular figure from corner to corner, to the left, and he gave dominion to the motion of the same and like, for that he left single and undivided, but the inner motion he divided in six places, and made seven unequal circles, having their intervals in ratios of two and three, three of each, and bade the orbits proceed in a direction opposite to one another, and three, sun, mercury, venus, he made to move with equal swiftness, and the remaining four, Moon, Saturn, Mars, Jupiter, to move with unequal swiftness to the three and to one another, but in due proportion. Now, when the Creator had framed the soul according to his will, he formed within her the corporeal universe, and brought the two together, and united them, centre to centre. The soul, interfused everywhere from the centre to the circumference of heaven, of which also she is the external envelopment, herself turning in herself, began a divine beginning of never-ceasing, and rational life enduring throughout all time. The body of heaven is visible, but the soul is invisible, and partakes of reason and harmony, and being made by the best of intellectual and everlasting natures, is the best of things created. And because she is composed of the same, and of the other, and of the essence, these three, and is divided and united in due proportion, and in her revolutions returns upon herself, the soul, when touching anything which has essence, whether dispersed in parts or undivided, is stirred through all her powers to declare the sameness or difference of that thing and some other, and to what individuals are related, and by what affected, and in what way and how and when, both in the world of generation and in the world of immutable being, and when reason which works with equal truth whether she be in the circle of the diverse or of the same in voiceless silence holding her onward course in the sphere of the self moved when reason i say is hovering around the sensible world and when the circle of the diverse also moving truly imparts the intimations of sense to the whole soul then arise opinions and beliefs sure and certain but when reason is concerned with the rational and the circle of the same moving smoothly declares it then intelligence and knowledge are necessarily perfected and if any one affirms that in which these two are found to be other than the soul he will say the very opposite of the truth when the father and creator saw the creature which he had made moving and living the created image of the eternal gods he rejoiced and in his joy determined to make the copy still more like the original And as this was eternal, he sought to make the universe eternal, so far as might be. Now the nature of the ideal being was everlasting, but to bestow this attribute in its fullness upon a creature was impossible. Wherefore he resolved to have a moving image of eternity, and when he set in order the heaven, he made this image eternal, but moving according to number, while eternity itself rests in unity and this image we call time. For there were no days and nights and months and years before the heaven was created, but when he constructed the heaven, he created them also. They are all parts of time, and the past and future are created species of time, which we unconsciously but wrongly transfer to the eternal essence, for we say that he was, he is, he will be, but the truth is that is alone is properly attributed to him, and that was and will be are only to be spoken of becoming in time, for they are motions, but that which is immovably the same cannot become older or younger by time, nor ever did or has become, or hereafter will be older or younger, nor is subject at all to any of those states which affect moving and sensible things, and of which generation is the cause. These are the forms of time which imitates eternity, and revolves according to a law of number. Moreover, when we say that what has become is become, and what becomes is becoming, and that what will become is about to become, and that the non-existent is non-existent, all these are inaccurate modes of expression, compare parmen. But perhaps this whole subject will be more suitably discussed on some other occasion, Time, then, and the heaven came into being at the same instant, in order that, having been created together, if ever there was to be a dissolution of them, they might be dissolved together. It was framed after the pattern of the eternal nature, that it might resemble this as far as was possible, for the pattern exists from eternity, and the created heaven has been, and is, and will be, in all time. Such was the mind and thought of God in the creation of time. The sun and moon and five other stars, which are called the planets, were created by him in order to distinguish and preserve the numbers of time. And when he had made their several bodies, he placed them in the orbits in which the circle of the other was revolving, in seven orbits, seven stars. First there was the moon in the orbit nearest the earth, and next the sun in the second orbit above the earth. Then came the morning star and the star sacred to Hermes, moving in orbits which have an equal swiftness with the sun, but in an opposite direction. And this is the reason why the sun and Hermes and Lucifer overtake and are overtaken by each other. To enumerate the places which he assigned to the other stars, and to give all the reasons why he assigned them, although a secondary matter, would give more trouble than the primary. These things at some future time, when we are at leisure, may have the consideration which they deserve, but not at present. Now, when all the stars which were necessary to the creation of time had attained a motion suitable to them, and had become living creatures, having bodies fastened by vital chains, and learned their appointed task, moving in the motion of the diverse, which is diagonal, and passes through and is governed by the motion of the same, they revolved, some in a larger and some in a lesser orbit, those which had a lesser orbit revolving faster and those which had a larger more slowly now by reason of the motion of the same those which revolved fastest appeared to be overtaken by those which moved slower although they really overtook them for the motion of the same made them all turn in a spiral and because some went one way and some another that which receded most slowly from the sphere of the same which was the swiftest appeared to follow it most nearly that there might be some visible measure of their relative swiftness and slowness as they proceeded in their eight courses, God lighted a fire, which we now call the sun, in the second from the earth of these orbits, that it might give light to the whole of heaven, and that the animals, as many as nature intended, might participate in number, learning arithmetic from the revolution of the same and the like. Thus then, and for this reason, the night and the day were created, being the period of the one most intelligent revolution, and the month is accomplished when the moon has completed her orbit and overtaken the sun, and the year when the sun has completed his own orbit. Mankind, with hardly an exception, have not remarked the periods of the other stars, and they have no name for them, and do not measure them against one another by the help of number, and hence they can scarcely be said to know that their wanderings, being infinite in number and admirable for their variety, make up time. And yet there is no difficulty in seeing that the perfect number of time fulfills the perfect year when all the eight revolutions, having their relative degrees of swiftness, are accomplished together and attain their completion at the same time, measured by the rotation of the same and equally moving." after this manner, and for these reasons, came into being such of the stars as in their heavenly progress received reversals of motion, to the end that the created heaven might imitate the eternal nature, and be as like as possible to the perfect and intelligible animal. Thus far, and until the birth of time, the created universe was made in the likeness of the original, but, inasmuch as all animals were not yet comprehended therein, it was still unlike what remained the creator then proceeded to fashion after the nature of the pattern now as in the ideal animal the mind perceives ideas or species of a certain nature and number he thought that this created animal ought to have a species of a like nature and number there are four such one of them is the heavenly race of the gods another the race of birds whose way is in the air the third the watery species and the fourth the pedestrian and land creatures of the heavenly and divine he created the greater part out of fire that they might be the brightest of all things and fairest to behold and he fashioned them after the likeness of the universe in the figure of a circle and made them follow the intelligent motion of the supreme distributing them over the whole circumference of heaven which was to be a true cosmos or glorious world spangled with them all over and he gave to each of them two movements the first a movement on the same spot after the same manner whereby they ever continue to think consistently the same thoughts about the same things the second a forward movement in which they are controlled by the revolution of the same and the like but by the other five motions they were unaffected in order that each of them might attain the highest perfection and for this reason the fixed stars were created to be divine and eternal animals ever abiding and revolving after the same manner and on the same spot and the other stars which reverse their motion and are subject to deviations of this kind were created in the manner already described the earth which is our nurse clinging or circling around the pole which is extended through the universe he framed to be the guardian and artificer of night and day first and eldest of gods that are in the interior of heaven vain would be the attempt to tell all the figures of them circling as in dance and their juxtapositions And the return of them in their evolutions upon themselves and their approximations, and to say which of these deities in their conjunctions meet, and which of them are in opposition, and in what order they get behind and before one another, and when they are severally eclipsed to our sight and again reappear, sending terrors and intimations of the future to those who cannot calculate their movements, to attempt to tell of all this without a visible representation of the heavenly system would be labor in vain enough on this head and now let what we have said about the nature of the created and visible gods have an end end of part two